I want to thank ReviewBiz for sponsoring today's episode. By the way, did you know that reviews are today's digital word of mouth? It's also one of the most valuable business and marketing assets you have. If you're not maximizing your review strategy, then ReviewBiz platform can help you. Let ReviewBiz inspire your members to give you your first five reviews for only $1. To get started, just go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try. Reading for me taught me time management because listening is passive and it's important and you receive more information that way right. and remembering information, blah, blah, blah. But for me, taking time out specifically to read 11 minutes for the average human being of unbroken focus before you tap into a flow. And it's because of that reading habit genuinely changed my life. everybody, welcome to another great episode of the Gym Owners Growth Zone Podcast, the show designed to help gym owners improve and grow their businesses. I'm your host, Andres Escobar, and I'm so grateful to have you join us today. Today, we have Zachariah Saseni, a fitness expert in Palm Beach County for close to 10 years. He's a proud owner of the Av Lux, this unique boutique training studio, which caters to high-end needs and array of services, including personalized training, one-on-one training, sports chiropractic therapy, massage therapy, IV therapy, dietitian services, and much more. If this is your first time listening to our show, please consider subscribing to the podcast and share this episode with someone whom you think you'll enjoy it. As we dive into this episode, listen to how Sakurai used the power of mentorship to scale where he is right now. He also shares with us some lessons he learned along the way, and we'll speak about the power of faith, trust, and as well the importance of self-awareness and reflection to implement those lessons in your day-to-day. Hey, everybody. It's Andres Escobar from Jorah's Growth Zone Podcast, and I'm here with Zach Tassadi. Zach. Welcome to the show. We're so happy that you're actually in studio and never done before. This is first time for us. And I think first time for you as well. First time for me as well. Yeah. Man, that's awesome, dude. I love that. First time for everything. This is how we grow. We get uncomfortable. We <laughs> grow. We're maybe a little scared and then we're learning and now we're growing. So I'm glad Zach is here. So Zach, can you share with us? I know a little bit about your story, but if you could just share with the whole audience of you are, how you got here. Sure. Well, first and foremost, thank you so much for inviting me to the show. Very excited to be here. Definitely in not my comfort zone for sure, but uh, it's stretching me in a positive way. And and really that's the concept of business in general, right? So Zechariah Sasani, I guess it kind of goes back to when I was like 12 years old. Most people probably have like some inspirational story for me. It actually stemmed from anger. I just had an overwhelming feeling of just not feeling sufficient enough and uh, didn't have a lot of control growing up. And because of that, it led me to just working out and exercising because I knew I can control that. And uh, over the course of time, as the results began to you know grow and grow and grow, I realized I actually start having a positive influence in other people's lives. And I'm like, wow, like people are starting asking me questions and I'm starting to be able to give advice. And then now all this pain transmuted into a sense of contribution back to other people. And uh, watching other people change over the course of time really fired me up. And so I went to school for a little bit for personal training and uh, an opportunity opened up here in West Palm. And uh, they're a new, newer gym in the area. They're still around today, thankfully. 
And you know, someone took me under his wing, taught me pretty much everything that I know, at least conceptually. And then I started really investing into different certifications, et cetera. And so it just got to a point that was back in 2013 when I moved to West Palm. Where did you come from, by the way? Yeah. So I'm actually from Tampa or I was born in Pennsylvania and I moved down to Tampa when I was five years old. Nice. Let's get out of comfort zones. Moving to another state, another, another city. Yeah. It's definitely. I know you know, I'm an immigrant myself, and I sure. think you come from immigrant parents. Is that right? Yes. Yeah. So I'm from Korea. Dad's Puerto Rican, Italian from New York, but they're second. I'm second generation. My dad's side first on my fault. On my mom's. Wow, that's yeah. huge. That's awesome. What a mix, man. Yeah, awesome. I love it. That's New York. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, the mutts for sure. Yeah. So awesome, awesome, very cool. Oh, sorry, go ahead, continue with it. Yeah. Sorry, so you got here from Tampa, and then you came. You had a mentor, mm-hmm. and then yeah, that what happened? Like, so you worked at his gym as a personal trainer. Yes. Yeah. So I worked as a personal trainer and uh, was a night shift manager originally. And that kind of branched into eventually, I just wanted to, I'll say it this way, is that actually in the very beginning, transparently, is that originally I actually failed as a personal trainer. I got into business because it was something that that was quote unquote passionate about. I still am to this day. But to take it to a professional level, I realized that it required more than just that. You have to really be all in. So I actually branched away from fitness industry, still did clients online, and I wanted to go into business for myself, didn't know exactly what I want to do, kind of soul searching that whole thing. But I always kept my skill set, always stay connected with the clients that I had. And uh, just because I learned so much from these people, they're very successful and I was able to pick their brains and stuff. And so eventually it uh, rolled over into different businesses. I left the state, started a construction business. I've been in restaurant industries, man, I've done everything, right? And uh, that's actually how we met is through a mutual friend who owns a restaurant here locally in West Palm. When I moved back down to South Florida, I came back with purpose. And personal training, I don't know. It just there was a shift that happened, and it just developed into what it is today. And it's a gym, so that that's kind of my story there. So I love it. I love it. That's awesome, man. It's just having these obstacles, going through different tasks, projects, and different areas of responsibility that you had. I'm sure it made you a better trader, owner. Now you own a gym, right? Yes. The AF. The AF. And tell us about the clients that you service at. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. So about the clients out here and, and that we have at the AV, you know, is that, you know, we just do one-on-one style training. It's private training. And, uh, but we also offer other services such as chiropractic, uh, sports therapy, physical therapy, osteopathology, IV therapy, dietitian services, massage therapy, et cetera. And so we have this a la carte style business where we customize a program for these individuals. And a lot of these people have a little bit extra money, extra, what's the word, disposable income. Right to afford these services. And a lot of this stuff is actually done offsite. So the client, or excuse me, the clinician would go to their house or to their office to be able to service them. And onsite at the actual facility, the AV, we train people there. But a lot of these clients, you know, they're very successful entrepreneurs, Fortune 500 companies, business owners, very high level individuals living here in Palm Beach, Singer Island, North Palm, PGA, et cetera. So yeah, that's, so that's pretty much our clientele. That's awesome. Well, good. We're going to get into a little bit more about maybe strategies and things that you're using right now to help you. But sure. uh, let's just dive into the the world, right? Into the world that, that you're in right now. You know, I like to know that there's obstacles and challenges before me. And so there's, I like to analogize, to have analogy as roller coaster. So life's a roller coaster. That's how I look at it. And there's ups and downs, left turns, right turns, echoes everywhere. And so I, in my life, I have places where I, I'm disciplined in certain areas to make sure that I, I do the things I need to do. I'm sure you, a lot of trainers that I talk to, a lot of gym owners I talk to, 
they have certain practices that they do. So what are the, the, the guardrails? Where's the, the, the kickstand? Where, where is it that you plant yourself so that way you don't get thrown out of sure. that, that, that cart, you know? Yes. No, man, you know, you, I've learned this through, I've been a part of two smaller private gyms. I've been a part of two corporate gyms and both of them restructured. So I saw a lot of different models. And the one thing that I saw that was a common denominator and probably the greatest asset to the AV more than anything else is my business partner. He's not here today. I believe he's overseas and he has business internationally. And so my greatest asset to the team for me personally is definitely going to be my business partner, Nathan. Yeah. And he's the one who helps him with guardrails, right? He has business experience. He has a different perspective. We can bounce ideas back and forth. And so the greatest thing is that like, we don't have to do this alone mm. and we can do this together, leveraging one another, you know, throwing ideas out there. And just sometimes, you know, he can be a soundboard at times, at times he can give perspective and uh, he gives me a lot of rain to be able to do what I believe is best for the AV, no doubt about it. But man, I, I would honestly say anything I, we over there's no such thing as over communication. That's like one of our biggest concepts. Love it. And, you know, for us, that's, that's my greatest asset is being able to connect with somebody who obviously has my best, our best interest, vested interest, but it's by far the, the best thing about our business as people, the worst thing about our business as people. And I'm very fortunate that I have a phenomenal and couldn't ask for a better business partner. So that is what keeps me on track, us on track. I love it. You know, relationships and relationships, right? Yeah. Like my wife's my partner, my life partner, right? And yeah. so she definitely keeps me on track. And so hopefully she hears this. I don't think she listens to our podcast. So. <laughs> she <won't know. laughs> now she has a reason to. <laughs> I'll bring it up. Don't worry. I that, that's awesome. Yeah. Appreciate it. So, you know, talking about the challenges and things that you have and you encounter, what are some things that you can help us with that you've used in your life to help you overcome these challenges? You know, one of the books that we love in this show is The Obstacle is the Way. Mm -hmm. And so how were you able to overcome the challenges and what were they, if you could share with us? Sure. Overcoming the challenges. I think prior to business, I would overthink a lot about all the theoretical ways and it's one of those things that's called a, you know, getting ready to get ready, to get ready, to get ready, to get ready. Wow. That's been, it's like information. Get, one more time for the people in the back that didn't hear. <laughs> what was it? To get ready, to get ready. They're getting ready to get ready, to get ready so they can get ready to get ready. Right. Those, that was, that's my life, right. For a very long period of time. And when you, now that I own a business, when you're in a situation where things need to just be dropped right there on the spot. One of the greatest things that I've learned so far in business is the skill set of prioritization. And it's amazing where something went from, it's number four on my list, we're going to get to it, to you get a phone call and it changes everything, the entire dynamic yeah. of your day and week, a month, whatever the case may be. And I'll, and I'll give a good example of that. That changed everything for me. And the greatest thing is that what seemed impossible, even with a team internally, us talking about it, how we're going to do this one thing, it almost seemed like the impossible thing. And sometimes it just comes down to, I don't know, maybe even a sense of pride to kind of prove others wrong, but really prove yourself right and see what you're made out of and you're in self-respect in the process. And so for me, throw me under the bus, see what I'm made out of. And we, we just put ourselves to the test. And so the example of that actually was our flooring situation. Okay, perfect. Have I mentioned this to you before? No, no, no? man. No. And, and dude, dude you, honestly, <laughs> people need to hear this because flooring is like, you think it's like some simple, especially, you know, you're just going into brand new gym, brand new, you know, business. What? Flooring? How's that such a big, it's huge. 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 Yeah. And the thing is, is because it was the unexpected. We did not, I didn't know it was going to be such an issue. So anyway, so check this out. So we wanted to stand apart from all the- well, be, be, Before you sure. do that, what was the issue? So the issue was that our flooring, so we ordered custom, we customized flooring internationally 
And we got it shipped over from Asia to the United States. It sat in the Pacific for a while and at the ports and stuff like that. And so we wanted to do it before the grand opening. Mm-hmm. But the problem was, is that for, for a numerous reasons, it, it didn't turn out that way. And they said, hey, look, we're going to go ahead and we'll make sure we'll get it to you after season. I said, okay, awesome. That's in like May, June type of time. Actually, right about now. Perfect. Right. And so we opened up in January, which means we had to scram to find temporary flooring, still do the grand opening, couldn't stop business because of it because we have season from sure. January to June. And so we just start rolling. It. And then I get a call in February and they say, oh, by the way, the flooring came through. It's sitting in the port. And if you don't install it, like within a week, you lose your warranty. Whoa. And that was actually, are we filtered our whole decision based on the warranty? And the warranty is this. They're a custom flooring company and they do stamped. Most stamped type of flooring where you have high traffic areas uh-huh. rubs off or for a course of time, it doesn't look great. Well, their claim to fame, right, was, hey, we will never, our stuff will never come off. And if it does, we'll give you a whole new floor for free. Mm. I said, dude, time me up. For sure. So I'm going to try to run that sucker into the ground, right? I'm like, hey, let's put it to the test, yeah. right? And so it was extremely expensive and unexpected expense we weren't willing to do, but like I was able to kind of convince and yeah, so we worked <laughs> yeah. some things. And so long story short, that was supposed to come in June. Right. It came in February. And I already have clients have all this stuff. Oh. So I get this call. They're like, hey, it's on a truck right. from Miami coming up to you now. Do you have space? And I'm like, whoa. Oh, man. So we got to get a forklift. I had to move clients around. I had to call other gyms, get clients to go there. Oh, Simultaneously, wow. I had to hire like three extra people. Ron was one of the guys who like helped out and stuff like that. Wow. He brought some people as well. So we put this crazy team together. We had to move 4,000 square feet of gym equipment and rubber oh. all out put stuff in trucks. We had to haul things up. I mean, we had, again, like I said, we had forklifts and it all had to be done within a six hour period. Right. We had to move an entire gym that took months to put together in a six hour period to be able to push away. So ironically or crazy enough, we were able to do that, overcome that situation. And I trained other people at another gym until the new guys were able to install the flooring. And of course, there's always like disruptions and everything else. Long story short, the flooring goes in and it takes six hours to take out. But because the new design of the gym and we got turf and everything else there, it changed the entire layout. It took 40 hours, 40 hours to design it and put it back together where it's ergonomic, it's functional, you're not running into each other. I had to redesign everything. I mean, it was insane. It took us 40 hours to do. And it's not like they're light. It's a heavy piece of equipment. So it was a process, man, but we overcame it. And the thing was, is one, you can't do things alone. You have to be able to willing to try as much. I mean, just you have to do whatever it takes. That's what it's like. like. I think the advice, and I'll end with this, is that the advice that I was given my whole life is do the best you can. And I mm-hmm. think that's great advice mm-hmm. if you're an employee. Mm-hmm. If you're a business owner, you have to do whatever it takes. Whatever it the takes. best you can is not good enough, no. right? Yeah. And so it pulls something out of you creatively. Right. So you become extremely resourceful. And one of the most stressful times good. of my life for sure, but probably one of the greatest internal accomplishments because everyone told us, GCs, the people we're working with, the, I mean, everybody, every, no one was on our side and it just, fu- it lit me up, dude. And I was like, we're going to freaking make this. I didn't say a word. I said, okay. I nodded my head. It walked out. We got it done in six hours. It took it. Oh, it took three days to move everything out. Six hours. We got it done. So I was fired up, dude. So it was, yeah. I love so, it. Yeah. I love it. So that, it was, it was wild, but yeah, it's whatever it takes, man. At the end of the day. Thank you for taking us on that journey, man. That was sure. awesome. I, I mean, listen, if you're not relating to that, then you don't own a gym. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, having a business is one thing, but having a gym, you have heavy equipment. And this is the reason why it's harder to finance a gym. And and I've seen this experiences from people that told me I haven't owned a gym. I actually might be opening a gym next year, maybe. Okay. So, Look at you. so that's, that's a possible, that's, that's possible. Yeah, yeah. 
So for sure, it's definitely, you know, interesting why gyms have struggle so much because the heavy equipment having to move and, and collateral and, and it's like, oh, who wants to take over that? Like, Overhead. Oh, that, that's it's crazy. It's a beast. Yeah, it's a beast. Yeah, it's a beast. is a beautiful word to hear when you're scoring on the soccer field. This last World Cup was won by Argentina because of one important player. Yeah, you got it. It was the goalie. He secured the win for the team. And in the same way, ReviewBiz platform will catch negative reviews before they go online. In addition, it helps you score and promote fresh new reviews so you can crush the competition. So don't let those big box gyms take your clients. ReviewBiz will help you build your online presence and turn your own members into your best sales reps. Get your first five reviews for only $1. All you got to do is go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try to get started. And so talking about a beast, the gym industry is a beast and stuff, right? It's going in so many different directions. I just came from a conference called Functional Aging Institute. And so Functional Aging Institute, it has a program where you can instill into your personal trainer so they can work with older community, 50 plus, right? And so we don't really think, I know you're a young buck. I'm not too far from 50, but I, you know, <laughs> mentally. And honestly, like everybody that's over 50, mentally, they think they're young. Oh, sure. They're, you know, a lot, a lot of your clients are in that world. They, mentally, they think they could do things mm -hmm. that they, their body really can't. Mm -hmm. And so I, and that's why it's like, all right, let's make sure we're, we're flexible, mobile, doing all these things. Sure. <laughs> going back to the question, I'm, I'm going deep into this aspect, but it's so important. You know, if you're not serving this community that's 50 plus, they have the most disposable income that they can. They have resources to pay for PT. So if you're focused on the 20 and 30 year olds, you might not, they might not have the money to pay for the PT that they need. And so this community, I think is huge. So speaking about the fitness industry, what do you think needs to be improved? Like if we don't fix this today, I know I just brought up one thing, but if we don't fix this today in the fitness world, we're going to be in a world of hurt. What do you think that might be for, for us to know? I have the magic wand, by the way, I can just wave it and we're going to fix it today. <laughs> <laughs> well, we need a few of those actually. If I get three yeah. wishes, <laughs> wish for more wishes. There's a, there's quite a bit of things, man. Off the top of my head, for some reason, this is just on my heart. Is actually social media. Okay. So this is just my opinion. Yeah. I can be completely wrong. Right. Often I am, mm. and I'm okay with being wrong. Sure. I would love to put this on the table for debate and expand my horizons. I'm all for it. Yeah. But this is my take on it. Is that in the fitness industry, most people, I don't say people, but I would say influencers or algorithm, whatever. Most people. If they were held responsible for the information they released, mm. right? For how people ended up, for the information they released, because how yeah. they say it, this is you have to, you need to, the top three, this is the only stop doing. Okay. If they were held responsible, 100% responsible for every single person who saw that and how their life ended up, I, this is just me, 90% of Instagram, especially 95, maybe 99% of Instagram, gone, mm. gone in wow. a heartbeat. So the thing that I think in the industry, not even, this is a different dynamic, but I don't think it's necessarily the industry in and of itself. I think it's people's receptivity and their ability to receive information and know what to do with it. As a consumer, 
someone who's listening to someone who's working out at the gym and saying, this is the workouts I'm doing. And I suggest this workout because X, Y, Z, all that's great. All that, I mean, fantastic. That's amazing. It's helpful. But it's not so much what people are saying that I'm concerned about, believe it or not. It's what people, if someone, me as a consumer who's listening to this, if I don't do what I need to do to be able to properly receive that information, and I don't know how to use that information and apply that information, that's how people get hurt. And again, like I said, if people were held responsible, because people say it in a way where it has to be this way, stop doing this exercise. Don't drink too much water, you'll die. Drink too much water, you'll die. Hmm. Too much sunlight, you'll die. Not enough sunlight, you'll die. I'm like, dude, it, like, yeah. it, it's information overload. Broccoli's good. Broccoli's not good. Broccoli's what, good. What, what is yeah. it? Coffee's going to kill you. Coffee's no great. Use Drink fungus instead. I'm like, at this point, you know, people just make up. I'm not that they make up stuff. It's just there's evidence. You're going to find evidence for whatever you find. To support whatever you're talking about. And it right? really comes down to how you use it. For example, perfect example, we're drinking water right now. Have you heard when yeah. someone says cold water is bad for you? Have you ever heard that before? Yes, I have. Okay. Yes. So uh-huh. some people say it shocks your system. Right. Oh, don't drink cold water because it shocks your system. Well, it depends on the purpose. If you're drinking in the morning and shocking your system, waking it up, actually it might be a great thing right. for metabolism. Some people do and don't believe that. Some people say there's evidence and say there's not. Okay, well, here's my example. Have you ever seen someone serve hot tea at a Super Bowl game to all the players on the field? Never. Why? Because they, they have cold drinks. Why? Because it rehydrates them faster. Yeah. So maybe cold water when you're sitting down and not doing anything and you're at the office might be more applicable right. to your situation, mm-hmm. right? versus you on the football field, it's 100 degrees outside and you're going to drink more room temperature water? No, you're going to drink cold water because it rehydrates you faster. Depends on the purpose, right? So this is what I mean by all because the information's out there, it doesn't mean that it's right or wrong. But in certain circumstances, based on the situation as a professional to a client, but also the individual, it's so custom. It's so, there's not just a one size fits all type of thing. And I have an issue with social media because they don't, it's not that they don't even care whoever they would be, right? I can't mm-hmm. categorize that. But what I would say is that there's so much information out there. Most people don't know how to filter the information. It's information constipation. It's the opposite of what we had in right. the 70s and 80s. We didn't have enough information. And I find that social media as a whole, people's approach, if they were held responsible, plus if people did their actual due diligence and research to receive the information properly and know how to apply it themselves according to their circumstances, that's- Digest I mean, it. Right? Oh my that, gosh. That, let's take information. Let's, you know, mull it over. Let's chew it a little bit. 100%. You know, let's maybe let, hey, chew this on this too. <laughs> I'm actually kind of hungry. So. You are hungry? Yeah. Don't do that, bro. Chicken fingers, man. That's protein. That's protein right there, bro. <laughs> I love it. So yeah, let's, let's everybody have partaken what we're, you know, eating and let's digest it and let's figure out, hey, what works for me? Like what you're saying, what works for me? I love it. My suggestion here yeah. would be ask someone two things influencer, right? Mm -hmm. Someone who influences some, if you're asking, Hey, should I, the information I received, is this applicable to my life? All right. You got to ask someone who one has credibility and two, you know, their agenda. Sometimes Mm -hmm. people's agenda is not to be wrong, especially in the fitness industry. We're held to a very high standard that we must know everything. And a lot of people in the industry, trainers in particular, at least that I'm related to, man, it's a, it's a sometimes even unhealthy place because we have so much pressure that we must know absolutely everything. And we'll maybe go into that another time. But the point is, is that when someone has credibility and their agenda is not for their own ego, right? Not to save their own pride or anything like that, but rather to help you specifically for your situation. And they have the credibility to speak in your life and you give them permission and you ask them their opinion. They give you an honest and that's the best thing you could possibly have. And that would be my suggestion, right? And the trainer, the professional, whoever it is that you're asking, when they give that information, you got to filter it yourself. You got to find out for yourself. 
you can't just put all your eggs in that basket and be like, all right, one size fix all kind of thing. There's no magic pill for this. You know, you have to find out for yourself and then communicate, go back and forth. Hey, I found that this worked, but this didn't. And if they're humble enough, a trainer's humble enough or whatever is humble enough to say, hey, you know what? Actually, that totally makes sense. I could do either more research on it or you're right. Let's try this instead or build on top of whatever you as a client found. Then now you have a partnership. You work together. Now we have healthy boundaries. Now we have a partnership. And so that's my suggestion is just filter the information, ask people with credibility and the right agenda. And then you got to figure it out. You know, you got to be able to put in that, the investment into yourself. And it's a long-term game plan. But once you find it out, you can build on top of that. And it's amazing what what doors you can break there. So yeah, I want to double tap, double click on being an influencer. So being an influencer is, is it's thought of as, as a good thing, but it really, the way it's used today, mm-hmm. it's more a manipulator. Oh, dude. Dude, the difference between a manipulator and an influencer is it's the same wording, the same everything. It's just what you said. It's the heart. If I'm, am I doing it for you mm. to benefit or am I doing it for me to mm. benefit? Giving, so which one do you think giving is- Giving or is, taking. Yeah. That's giving or yeah. taking at the end of the day. That's what served it to. That's what business ownership is all about. Me as a, as a young man, I'm single by the way, uh-huh. uh, but <laughs> me as a yeah. young man, it really comes down to, to giving. At the end of the day, that's what this whole thing is all about is giving. And I think the foundation for a professional or really just anybody, I mean, and just in general, and at least this is how I filtered my trainers and my clinicians is they had to have two fundamental things. One of them is a willingness to grow and they had a heart to give, a sense of contribution, Mm. but they can't give what they don't have. And so in order to gain, they have to have humility, right? And they have to have gratitude. That's a foundation for learning. That's a foundation for growth. And again, you can't give what you don't have, but once you gain something, then you can give it. And I find that, dude, I couldn't agree with you more. There's so much taking and for myself and what I can do for myself so built into the culture. It's a culture. It's almost, yeah. it's almost, you can't even, you don't even know it. People are like unaware of that. And you know what? I'm guilty sometimes. I'm, yeah, I'm thinking, some, thinking of self 100%. sometimes and I'm like, yeah. oh my goodness. You know, perfect example at this Functional Aging Institute conference, there was a time to do exercises and there was this rubber band exercise where I got a rubber band or, you know, one of those bands sure. and they got a band and they, we interlooped it and we literally one leg and we had to just pull and do whatever it was. Yeah, and yeah, so yeah. But I had to, you had to balance, I had to balance. I was thinking about myself, make sure I did my exercise correctly. And later on, I said, whoa, if I actually focus on you not falling, dude, I'm going to be fine because I feel more in control because I can see you and I can look at you and dude, and I'm I'm adjusting. And so I'm, and that just brought to me mind, like, oh my gosh, I was being selfish in the beginning because it's about me doing my workout, except for you, making sure you do your workout. And it worked much better. Dude, it's crazy how that so works. So far. It's so far, dude. Yeah, so, uh, I, love I love it. it. Yes, yes, yes. So good. I love good that. Good stuff, dude. Talking about working with other people, who in your life has been like an influential force that you say, man, if I don't say this person, then oh, I'm going to feel bad. Who would be that's helped you in your trajectory? Oh, man, that's tough. There's three in particular, different phases of my life. Just choose one. <laughs> well, let me well, ask you this. I have three for different topics and that's why I asked. So yeah. in particular, is there anything in specific? Listen, don't worry about hurting people's feelings. It's yeah. all right. Don't worry about it. Like, listen, it's going to, you can't, so many people, I'm sure, right? Mom, dad, sure. you know. Not from that lens. Yeah. Uh, and, I, and I appreciate you saying that. It's more so, there's three different people and there's three different people who added value to my life as mentors. Yeah. Like and, pick uh, one area okay. and say, hey, hey that person yeah. was very influential in this area. It's cool. Oh, cool. So. I mean, first and foremost, it would it'd be a guy named, well, actually it'd be my dad, probably my first one because he's my coach. Mm. But I wanted to mention a guy named Joe. And uh, I won't say his last name here, 
but uh, he taught me how to be a go-getter. He taught me how to be a giver. He taught me how to be selfless. He taught me how to be a business owner. He taught me how to be a man. Mm. He taught me how pretty much everything I know today, I'm a byproduct of the environment that he created because they were higher standards. Those standards stem from values. And because those values are so present and I can see it reflected, not because he said he had values and these are my standards, mm-hmm. but I saw how it affected the other people within his kingdom, king of yeah. his domain, yeah. his domain. I saw it reflected right. his relationship with his wife and with his kids and a lot of other people all around and leaders and business owners and entrepreneurs, et cetera. Because I saw it reflected through them, I knew that it was real. Yeah. And because I knew it was real there and he had a good you know, agenda genuinely for Zechariah's best interest. Yeah. Definitely had credibility without a doubt wow. in the world. This man, I would say, has been one of the most influential people in my life. And it makes, I'm trying not to cry right now, unbelievably grateful. That's awesome. Yeah. 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 You know, guys, more is caught than what is taught. Mm. You know, our words are powerful, but more important, our actions are super impactful to the people around us. So just make sure, you know, you test yourself, make sure that you are a man or a woman of your word. And I think that's Joe lived up to that. So love it. Love it. Thanks, man. Yes. Very cool. Very cool. So we're talking about growth and growing. You know, what would be something that you would double click, double tap and invest more time or something that inhibited your growth? So what would you take away? Like if you had to pick one, what would you take away or what would you put in? Pick one and and tell us about it. You didn't know I was going to have you pick one. You thought I was going to have you do both, right? (laughs) Yeah, that. Yeah. So if you had to pick one, would you take something out or would you make sure like, obviously, if you can grow faster by just doing one little thing, what would it be? Would it be taking something out or would you inject something in? So, and I don't mean to be esoteric about things. That's fine. But I'm kind of going down that route because that's where it's going to stem. And it's actually one of the values for the gym. Our acronym is FOCUS and the first one is FAITH. Mm -hmm. And FAITH is not a spirit. I'm not talking about religious faith, guys. I'm talking about spiritual principles. And what FAITH, and a synonym for FAITH is action. Okay. Why do Mm -hmm. I bring that up? The thing that I would do, right, Mm -hmm. would be getting out of my own way. And what do I mean by that? If I actually allowed people in courage, that's also in focus, mm. right? C for focus on our acronyms for our values is courage. If I had courage, more courage, and as I develop courage to be more vulnerable, to allow people in to help me, and I have faith that at the end of the day, this is going to contribute to words we are going to collectively together and can trust that and willing to risk myself of being hurt and backstabbed or taken advantage of in business, which has happened multiple times before, et cetera, et cetera. It's really willing to put myself back out there again. Okay. It's going to come down to faith. And what do I mean by that? Specifically, getting out of my own way. I have a tendency to want to control things and breakthrough happens when you trust. Breakthrough happens on the other side of that control when you begin to trust other people. Again, it requires all the things we talked about before, humility, Willingness to grow, sense of contribution, having a heart for giving, all that stuff for me at the end of the day comes down to faith. And I have a tendency to want to control things. And now I'm standing in the way of other people moving forward in life because I'm trying to protect myself. But when I allow other people in and we can do things together, a creative force comes together. Or two people coming together creates a creative force that where something completely different can evolve from it. And I need other people. I can't speak for everybody else, but I know I need other people in my life to help me get to where I want to get to. And Joe was one of the people who said this. He said, Zach, if you want to go fast, go alone. Mm. He says, but if you want to go far, go together. Yeah. 
and to go together, man, that takes faith to open up that heart, right? So I had a tendency for a long time, especially in the beginning, to get in my own way, try to do things myself. But once I allowed other people in, and then I can utilize, and I was able to then recognize why I'm in the position that I'm currently in. It's not because I'm great. It's because other people are. Mm. I'm in a position to be able to plant them and put them in a position to leverage their strengths, to progress forward, to compound what it is that I could never have done by myself and I did. It would take my whole life to do it. And so I don't believe in the one-man army whole thing. I think that's a bunch of crap. Lone survivor, wolf mentality. Okay. At some point in your life, that's important to earn self-respect. But at another point in life, to actually mature, you got to come collectively. It's, uh, I mean, you got to work together to be able to do something that's just much bigger than ourselves. And that's really what we're after. And uh, it requires faith. It requires trust, respect, et cetera. So control or trust. I love that. That was so good. Cool. Now we're ready. We're ready for the fast five. You ready? Um, for now, this I'm is ready. your time for okay. to talk about the, the influence <laughs> person. You got one more person. Ah, okay. <laughs> so, and then we're just going to, you're going to answer. And if you want to double tap, do so, but do responsibly. <laughs> we're going to go fast to these guys. And then I got one last question. Sure. Okay. And so, and you haven't seen it yet. So I love it. So, yeah. all right. Who is an influential person or people in your journey? I would say, uh, my dad. Okay. For sure. Cool. hundred percent. Very cool. Should I go yeah. into why or no? If you want to, if you want to double tap, be responsible. Yeah, no, no, very responsible. <laughs> I'll, I'll hit this one pretty hard. It's called gas theory. Yeah. Uh, a lot of people in the fitness industry are well aware of what this is. The gas theory pretty much just states that it's actually a theory in how we think we develop and grow muscles. Your body must overgo a state of stress first. So your body has something to adapt to. And that adaption ultimately will produce a higher capacity. And we, we call this higher capacity. We have now growth from where we started. And so this another stress comes on and it kind of pushes us down. And then we adapt to that and we become stronger than we were before. And what happens, it's like a two step forward, one step back kind of concept. And so we call this periodization. We use this in training. We use this in workouts. We use this uh, holistically in all aspects of my life. And so my dad is actually the one who taught me this principle. So when I received the information, I knew what to do with it and how to apply it with my life. And so my dad's very influential in my life is because he taught me how to reflect, to look back, Mm. right? And connect the dots together to see where I could potentially go. And that's what gas theory is all about. I had to go through stresses. Hindsight's twenty twenty. Look backwards. Be able to see where you need to go. Take the opportunities that you need to take based on the information from prior to whatever happened before. Yeah. And then you do that collectively. So gas theory is not only in training, but also in other areas of my life. And that actually originally stemmed from my dad pouring into me when I was younger. Love it. Good stuff, dude. Yeah. It reminds me of another concept called uh, reset the thermostat. Ooh, yeah. so good. Yeah. yeah. So you kind of like like move it up. Yeah. Move it up. yeah I love yeah, it. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, so that's good. good. I like that. Next question. What's one thing you wish you had known had you began your business journey? So I have 10 or more, but ten, one, ten, thing, ten, one thing, one thing. <laughs> I would say uh, marketing, how to market yeah. uh, in the social media realm yeah. uh, or not even social media, just like in general websites, things of that nature. I'm yeah. good at counting. All I do is I count to 20 and I don't even do that properly, actually. So <laughs> marketing is like a whole nother beast and advertising and stuff like that. I wish I knew that better. Nice. That's true. What's a book, blog, podcast, media that you've recently consumed? That possibly impacted you? Oof. Yeah, I can go down the list. Fresh in my mind. <laughs> I'll just go for it. I'm just going to go for Goggins, David Goggins. Yeah. Okay. Monster. Which one? Which are the plot podcasts? All of them. So All I listen to his podcast with Ed Milet, which was actually powerful. Yeah. I like listening to him when he talks to just pretty much anybody, Joe Rogan, but just when he releases his stuff, his book, Can't Hurt Me, was massive in my life. Yeah. So in regards to personal training, that. In regards to personal development, therefore ties into personal training, a book called Wild at Heart by John Eldridge. Oh, so good. Oh, dude, oh. I just got chills, man. Like that, so good. that's like 
deeper for sure. Yeah. But that ties into all areas of life and that actually transmuted into David Goggins. Love That's it. one person. There's plenty. So I love it. Yeah. That's awesome. That's a funny buddy of mine was asking me, hey, what book do you recommend? And I gave the Wild at Heart. Wild mm. at Heart. So as, good. I say, this Dude, is it. So, so far. Number one book for sure. Yeah. So the next question is, what's your favorite online tool that you use or that you know of? Online tool? Uh, probably my notes section. <laughs> the notes so, on your on your phone? Oh, yeah. Obsessed. Yeah. Okay. I have probably as many notes, like data for picture, like equal to pictures. Like yeah. I take tons of notes. So yeah. I'm going to have to show you. I have uh, Keep is a Google Notes and it's pretty cool. But you have your Apple guy, so it's cool. Yeah. And then there's a uh, Google task, which is another one's really cool. It's help you like checklist, but that's, that's awesome. I need it. Yeah. Yeah. I'm all for it then. Cool. And this is actually really cool. The last one is what's one habit or practice that you believe everyone would benefit from that they should just do it. Read. Read. Any book in, in general? I mean, we just talked about Wild Heart. So my book? whole business concept uh-huh. is based on one book and that's The Go-Giver. Oh, really? Bob Berg. Oh man. Dude, that if you want to, you want to meet him, I can, I can introduce you to him. Dude, I would love for the team to somehow meet him. So if there's yeah. an introduction, and wow. I can bring my team, that book. Yeah. I would say practically that book uh, or habit would be reading and reading. Actually, I learned was not so much the information that you're retaining, although that's extremely important and the application of the knowledge that that's great. Actually reading for me taught me time management because listening is passive and it's important and you receive more information that way right. and remembering information, blah, blah, blah. But for me, taking time out specifically to read yeah. 11 minutes for the average human being of unbroken focus before you tap into a flow. And it's because of that reading habit genuinely changed my life for yeah. sure. Thanks for a reminder because I just went away and I came back and I, I stopped the reading, but I need the way I do it. I, I love it. It's, you said audible, but sure. also with the book. So I'm actually listening and yeah. looking 100%. at the word. So I'm retaining so much more that way. Sure. So sure. I love that. That's so good. Last question. Cool. Hope you're all ready for this. This is super impactful. I love this question. And so I have a time machine. And so I'm going to take you back to 14-year-old Zach. What's the piece of advice that you would give yourself if you could? I don't know how to put it into words, but I know the feeling now. I can see it. It's going to take me a little while to kind of put it into words. 12 to 28, Mm -hmm. I felt like was a big F up. Mm Mm-hmm. And when I opened up my gym uh, back in December, I was actually able to go back to where I really defined myself, start working out 12 years old, back to my neighborhood. I was there at midnight, literally on Christmas. And uh, I even took a video and I'm sitting there and the overwhelming feeling came to, dude, like all those mistakes, you spent years, wasted time, so much time wasted on all the regrets and things you did wrong. Dude, you were right. You were right the whole time. Mm. Proud of you. And uh, mm-hmm. you were right, meaning that even though you were filled with all those mistakes, it ultimately accumulated into something that's so much bigger than anything that I was doing up until that point, because that's what for me business is all about. It's my purpose. Like, and this is my priorities. If I could say this, my four priorities mm-hmm. is first God. Mm-hmm. The second one is my purpose mm-hmm. above my family mm-hmm. and then everything else underneath it. Mm-hmm. Because... My purpose includes my family. If it doesn't include my family, it's not my purpose. And my purpose was given to me by my God. Mm-hmm. And now that I see and God's given me as time's gone on, the vision has changed as I've climbed the mountain. The view has changed and it's developed into now I see the need and now I see my purpose in fulfilling it. 
and it doesn't have to just be in this aspect of the, the gym is just a vehicle for me right. to learn these things. And so this is, so going back to 14 year old self, dude, you were, I don't know if this is making sense. It's hard for me to oh, transmute yeah. it into words, but dude, you were, you were right on track the whole time, no matter how many times you messed up, how many times, how many times you got screwed, right. no matter how many mistakes that you made, self-sabotage, you trusted someone you shouldn't have trusted in business. You made all these risks. You moved all around. You got screwed by other people. I mean, I can go to these person, change their mind. They, dude, I can, if I actually go through the entire story, easily be an hour of all the things I can't even get into it right now, dude. It's mm. insane. Yeah. And in the end, because you continue to build your character and stay true to yourself and read things like Proverbs and again, have people like Joe speaking to my life, by far the greatest thing that ever happened. One of the greatest things that ever happened, Nathan, my dad, Coach Ennis, people like this, these people pouring into my life, dude. Like all that accumulated into where I'm at today. Like it, it was, I'm not gonna say it was all worth it, but what I'll say is this is like my whole life has been filled with other people helping me get back on my feet. Hmm. It's my responsibility to help others get back people, help hmm. other people get back up on theirs. Amen. And so they passed me the torch. And so this is what this whole thing is about. It's not about me. It's so much bigger than myself. And that's why my purpose is above all else, separate from a God. And now I'm here to pass it on to the next person. Right. And so my 14 self, dude, dude, you're right on it. Mm. You're going to go through hell for the next mm -hmm. 10 years. I'm telling you right now, even longer, it's going to be rough. I'm telling you right now, dude, you're actually on track for something deeper, which is the spiritual fulfillment that I'm looking for. Dude, you're right on track, but you better buckle down, dude. You better mm. buckle down and get after it because it's about to be a wild ride, man. Yeah. But therefore, then it's worth it. You'll see. Well, thank you so much, man. Of course, man. Awesome. Great. Yes. All right, y'all. This is it. Thank you for joining us. Appreciate you. Thank you, Zach, for coming on. Of course, appreciate And you. this is great, unique. I never hugged anybody after an interview, so that was so <laughs> cool. I love that. That was awesome. So good. So join us next time. I appreciate y'all. See y'all Bye. Man, that was so much fun to have Zachariah in the studio. I really enjoyed what Zach said about creating strong relationships with your mentors, friends, and your partners who will allow you to have different perspectives on business and personal life. By the way, what was your favorite takeaway from this episode? Connect with and share this message with me on Instagram at meetesco, and I love to hear your thoughts. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this episode today. If you haven't done so already, Go ahead and subscribe to the show on the platform you're currently listening on and remember to leave us a rating and review so we can improve the show for you guys. It would really mean also the world to us. By the way, check out our YouTube channel to get some amazing content and much more. As always, I want to thank you so much for your encouragement. I truly appreciate you listening to the podcast and helping us improve with your comments. And I'll be seeing you next time in the growth zone. Our show today was brought to you by our incredible team, starting with production from TSE Studios, music consulting by Tyler Schmeling, our lovely guest coordinator, Anna Ponce, and focus juice from our project coordinator, Mauricio Murillo, and myself, Andres Escobar, as the host. Thanks to ReviewBiz for sponsoring this episode. And if you want to get the most out of your review strategy, then go to reviewbiz.io forward slash try so you can get your first five reviews from your real members for only $1.